G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's easier to get things out of perspective. Yeah, we stub our toe and all we can think about is the sore toe. Everything else just goes straight out the window. That's how we tend to live life. Focus on the here and now. But to get the whole picture, the right perspective, we need to look at the bigger picture. The God who created it all. I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at God from a different perspective. And stick with me because at the end of the message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living in the God Dimension. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you draw closer to Jesus and live the abundant life that he has ready and waiting for you. There's a place on the internet called Second Life. I don't know if you've heard of it or you've been there, but it has this massive cult following around the world. It is, in effect, a virtual world. You can live there, you can buy real estate, have a job, join a church, have an affair, all with other people who live in Second Life. It really, truly is an amazing place. Pastors have planted virtual churches there. People actually buy and sell virtual real estate and build houses in Second Life. People literally can and do have virtual affairs with others in that place. I'm not saying that's a good thing. It's just what it is. Kind of imagine sometimes if, if somehow I could become part of the Second Life cosmos, actually live my life inside this virtual world as the place where I actually live. Well, eventually, eventually it would dawn on me that someone had to have created this virtual world. I mean, there must have been some visionaries who conceived it in the first place, and then designers and developers and sociologists who implemented it, maintained it, and built the new features. And if I were immersed in this virtual world and living out all of its benefits, at some point, I'd want to start knowing something about the people who created it. Who are they? What makes them tick? Why did they build this place called Second Life in the first place? What motivated them to give me this opportunity? At some point, I'd want to know the Creator. I mean, it's only natural. The Bible uses many different names for God. There's a reason for that. In the Hebrew culture, names were important because names had meaning. So it was really important to understand the meaning of a person's name, to understand the purpose that God had for them. Moses, that word means to draw someone out. He drew Israel out of captivity in Egypt. And so it is too with the names of God. There are quite a few of them used in the Bible. And you have to ask yourself, well, why would God allow his word, the book that reveals him to us, why would he allow all those different names to be used of him? I mean, I'm really quite happy with just the one name for myself. Thank you very much. But God, God allows different names to be used. Why? Well, the answer is this. He wants to tell us who he is, what he's like. And these different names reveal God to us. That's important. I want God to be real in my life. I, I want to know him in my ups and in my downs. I want to have an intimate relationship with him 
And if he's chosen to reveal himself to me in part through these different names in the Bible, then I want to discover what he's trying to tell me. Today, I'd like you to join me on a bit of a journey to uncover just one of those names. And it's the name, the very first name used of God in the Bible. It's the name Elohim. It names God as the powerful creator of the universe. This name Elohim literally means God the creator. Just listen to the beginning of the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while the wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And then comes the incredible story of God's creation. So many people get hung up on how God created the cosmos, and and how long it took, and, and how did he do it? Can I be honest with you? I don't know exactly how he did it, and I don't know exactly how long he took. What I do know is that God did create the earth and the heavens and the universe. God is the creator of everything. The trillion, trillion or so stars that we know about spread over such vast distances. The astrophysicists tell us that the size of the visible universe is about 15 billion light years. That means that the light which travels at an amazing speed of 186,000 miles per second, the light from the farthest star at one end of the universe takes 15 billion years to travel from that one end to the other end of the visible universe. And what lies beyond the visible edge of the universe? Well, only God knows. Elohim, God, the creator of this massive, incomprehensible universe. But not only did God create this massive cosmos, he created you and me, atoms and molecules and beetles and bugs and fish and mice and cockroaches and the most incredible sea creatures and viruses and bacteria. The list goes on and on. Let me ask you something. If you were Elohim, the creator, would you have created beetles? And had you conceived these things, beetles... How many different species would you have created? Five, ten, a hundred? Maybe you were feeling really creative that day and you made 5,000. Well, God created 360,000 different species of beetle. In fact, the more we look at this creation around us, the more we start to realise something. It tells us a whole bunch about the God who created it. As you're stuck in the traffic or on the train or a bus on the way to work, Have you ever just kind of detached yourself from the mundaneness of it all and looked around and thought to yourself, man, look at this, the trees, the car, the people, the birds, the sky, the rain, the night, the day, the birth, the death, the the whole thing. Just look at it. Isn't it amazing? So massive, yet so intricate, so fascinating, and yet on so many levels, so incomprehensible. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and realised how amazing you are? Have you ever marvelled at your memory or your reasoning capacity? I often wonder, how is it that I can remember so much? Where do I store that? Where does it come up from in an instant? And, And when I can't remember something from the past, all of a sudden, about an hour and a half later, how is it that it pops into my head? My friend, as you stand back and look at creation, let me ask you this. What does it tell you about this God, this God who created it all? Aren't you inquisitive? Don't you want to know? 
The creation speaks to us about the Creator. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. He said, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, His eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things that He has made. What a mighty God He is. What an incredible, creative, totally unexpected and unpredictable God He is. As I look at his creation, that creation seems to speak these things back to me over and over again about Elohim. Firstly, that he's so amazingly creative and inventive. And secondly, he's incredibly powerful. And those are the things that I need to know about my God when I'm stuck in a hole. Those are the things I need to know about my God when I'm confronted with problems. This God who created 360,000 species of beetle Do I think he's not creative enough to come up with a solution to my problems? This God who created a universe 15 billion light years across, at least, quite possibly more, do I think he doesn't have the power to solve my problems? When the devil attacks my faith and my flesh, do I somehow imagine God can't cope? God the creator, Elohim. This is the God that God wants to be to you and to me. a lot of people feel is a disconnect with God. Yeah, sure we do believe, we do want to draw close, but in this crazy world in which we live, for many, it just doesn't seem possible. I think we all end up in that place at some point, and that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living in the God Dimension. Let me tell you, this booklet is full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you draw closer to Jesus than perhaps you ever even thought possible so that you can live the abundant life that he has ready and waiting for you. So you can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.